Hey everybody, it's Rev DDT here for another broadcast. Okay, so yesterday's broadcast was a little harsh. Um, so I, uh, I've been thinking about it today and I thought, you know what, we need to counter this harsh one with something that's uh, less toxic, I say, would say. Uh, I didn't mean to go off as hard as I did. I just um, got something stuck in my craw. You know how it goes. Sometimes you just uh, get something stuck in there and you can't get it out until you spit it out. And once you spit it out, it's out. And then you're like going, wait a minute, what did I just spit out? <laughs> that's kind of what it was yesterday. Um, dealing with some stuff, some of my past issues, but um, with the church and stuff, and just the way the church treats people. It treated me and other people, but um, I was looking, I was searching the internet yesterday too on on some of the things I was thinking about and uh, just seeing, you know, if there was any kind of a, oh, I'm sorry, excuse me, I had to yawn there. See if there was any kind of a, um, any information out there that um, was any different from what I was seeing in, in my heart and what I was seeing across the spectrum of space and time and uh what i did find was um no it was i was seeing what i was seeing and so i let it out and uh man boy it came out anyway <laughs> on with today's broadcast so today's broadcast what we're going to talk about today um it's going to be strange because we're going to talk about weight loss but it's also going to talk talk about whatever else comes on my heart because that's just what god told me to do man just share what's on your heart be honest and open and share what's on your heart say i'm a normal person yeah, I'm ordained. Yes, I'm licensed. I am a minister, licensed minister and ordained. I don't have a church because the I am not, well, the building's not a church. The people are, okay? I haven't gathered a congregation because, well, I mean, maybe we are here on this podcast, but it's not my place to do that. That's not um, something that I'm into doing. Um, it's just not in my heart. And what is on my heart, though, is to do this podcast and to also reach out with the loving hands of Jesus and heal people. And um, do some other stuff, too. I do a lot of things. Prophetically do a lot of things. Non-prophetically do a lot of things. But, um, yeah, so anyway, I don't get paid for any of it. It's all, I'm doing it all out of just God's grace. And um, whatever resources I have, and if I decide I'm going to go do something where I need to need to gather some money up, I don't petition for the money. I go and I, I save the money. I don't have any money. Eh. I got very little money, and um, but I, I start saving, and I plan ahead. So I plan ahead, and I save and plan ahead, and then like go on a trip or stuff. The interesting thing is, is God multiplies my money when I start saving for like a trip, a ministry trip, or or um, even vacation. A couple of years, a few years back, He multiplied my money, um, which is the strangest thing ever. But uh, every time I put like money in my pouch, I have this pouch on my wall, and I put money in it, and I was setting money aside for for. Um, my bills and then food and stuff like that and all that stuff, you know, your domestic stuff. And then it's money for this two trip that I was going to go on. Well, as I was doing that, every time I pulled the money out um, for the trips to count it, see what I had there, I would actually end up with extra money. Or whenever I put the money in there from my paycheck, I'd end up with extra money, like $50 to $100 extra. And this is happening quite frequently. And believe me, it doesn't happen all the time. So when it does happen, I notice it. I notice a huge difference. I'm like, what? Wait a minute. Where did this come from? So then I asked the Lord, what do you want me to do with this extra money I've got? And he, he'd tell me, he'd say, sow it here. And like, give it to somebody. Bless bless somebody with it, you know, or or whatever. And um, and Ed or hang on to it. And so what, most of the time it was bless somebody with it. And I'd bless them with it. And guess what would happen? I'd go put the money back in the pouch. And i know how much I put in there because I count it really good. I'm good at counting money. I can count money. I pull the money back out of there and it would be more. I'd be like, oh, now there's a hundred dollars here. Uh, what do you want me to do with this extra 50 bucks then? Take that extra 50 bucks, hang on to the 150 that you got because it's, you know, it's a hundred dollars. Hang on to that one and take the extra 50 bucks. I want you to give it here. 
And then every time I do that, so I come back and it'll be 150 back there the next time. I'd be like, oh, what the heck is going on here? My money's multiplying. Well, not only that, but also he cleared my debt completely out, made it vanish. And it was through his wisdom and his understanding. And I applied that. And it, I'm telling you what, man, you get with God, he'll tell you stuff and um, do it right down to the detail. Don't, don't, don't waver at all. Do it right down to the very detail. Get the details from him too. Say, is there anything else, Lord? Here's how I do it. I say, Father, yeah, you, I, I got something going on here. Uh, let's see. Let me give you an example. Oh, well, okay. Just a prime example. He gives me words to deliver to people, people that I don't even know, people I've never even met before. Um, sometimes it's on, it's on like, um, it's like uh, what you'd call like um, off the, uh, spontaneous. That's what I'm trying to say. He gives it to me spontaneously. Like I'll be in the moment driving somewhere and all of a sudden he'll have me turn around and chase a car down and follow them all the way to where they're going and, and even if they're going to their house and then get out and bless them with that word. Details, very details. While I'm driving though or while I'm waiting or while I'm in the, in the moment or even if it's spontaneous, like it just happens real quick, while I'm doing that, I'm, I'm, pre I'm, I'm praying in tongues anyway and I'm praying in tongues but I press in with the tongues to him. I press in toward him. I press in into him. I press into him and ask him Ask him in my mind and in my heart. Eventually, I'll start saying it with my mouth. What is it? Is there more details? Is there anything else? Because I want to get it right. I don't want to screw up. I want to get it right. I don't want to be called a false prophet because I, and I haven't had any any words ever fall to the ground. And thank God for that. I cried out when I when when somebody says, "Well, you're a you're a prophet, man. You 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 see things that happen before they do. I mean, literally." And do the detail and also God gives you words and, and you're a seer and you're a word guy. You're, you're definitely a prophet. And I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. For a long time I ran away from that. I didn't want to even, a, I didn't want anything to do with it because I, I know I studied scriptures. I know what it's, what it's like for prophets. We have a really tough life. You know, um, most of the time people don't, don't like us, but I'll tell you what, God's made sure that even if I had to give a harsh word to somebody, they stayed away from me because <laughs> I have had to give harsh words before. But not usually. Usually it's a build. You know, God's built in, in the business of building people up. But a lot of times he has to tear some stuff down in order to get that, get that, you know, okay, so like you go build a foundation. Guys, you know what I'm talking about. Building a foundation, you build a house, you got to dig the foundation. What do you got to do? You got to dig down and clear it all out of debris. So you have a nice flat surface on the bedrock to work with, right? Then you pour your foundation. You pour your footings and your foundation, and then you put your foundation on top of that. That's how it works, okay? So, that's basically the basic principle. I mean, every, you know, if you start thinking about it, there's a lot of things in life that actually uh, imitate the spirit big time, big time. I mean, God talk, talks to me through the things that I do. You know, the very things I do when I was rock climbing, I learned a lot from rock climbing, but I also learned a lot spiritually from rock climbing too. It's very much, very much that, uh, very much con connected together. Um, working out in the gym, it's that way too. Cooking is that way. Everything we do, there's even, yeah, okay, even taking a crap on the toilet. <laughs> there's something there that imitates the spirit. There's something there. And if you press in, he'll show what, show you what it is. Most of the time, I get, I get stuff from him for my personal life and then for other people. When I get it from my personal life, sometimes I'm in a shower, sometimes I'm in my bed sleeping because I get it through dreams. Sometimes I get it while I'm crapping on the toilet. Sometimes I get it while I'm eating dinner. Sometimes I get it when the dog walks by me or the, or the cat walks up and says something to me because they do talk to me. Um, just things like that. You know, you got to be open to it. Just open your ear up and be teachable. Open your inner ear and be teachable. And he'll open your eyes up. He'll open your heart up. He'll open your heart up and he'll fill you with himself. 
and he'll feel you some wonderful things. So here, anyways, we go off and get these words, man. I get the details from him. I'm like, Dad, what is it? What is it? Is there more? Come on, Lord, tell me. Tell me. There's got to be more. I know there's more. Come on, come on. Yeah, I know you're holding something. See, if I see, see, if I sense that he's holding something back, I'll ask him. If I don't, then I won't ask him that way. So you got to go in the direction you're sensing. Another thing too is, is that when you're asking him, like, you know, when you want to press into God and you want some, uh, you want some understanding or some knowledge or some wisdom in some area. And he and you haven't heard it yet. Keep asking him. Bug you the crap out of him. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but do it. Bug him. Say, come on, Lord. Come on. Tell me what it is. I want to see. 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 Come on. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Come on. Tell me. 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 Just keep going, man. You keep going because if you're not, if you don't do, if you don't go after it with some intensity and some passion, lot chances are you just it's just gonna slip right by you. A lot of times the problem is, is our hearing isn't opened up enough to hear what he's saying. And that actually will open the hearing up because what he does is he comes over and he goes, click. And your hearing goes, okay, I'll get you. My hearing was off. And I mean, I'm literally serious. Sometimes you'll actually hear it in your ear go, you know, I'm serious. Okay. So there's a lot of things like that. Um, If you go after the things of God with intensity, you're going to get it. You draw close to him, he'll draw close to you. That's how it works. The actual aspect is um, a picture of getting something from God is like the like the dog sucking on the teeth of the of the of the of the of the mom. They press. Yeah. Oh, have you guys ever do cows? You gotta push up, pull down, push up, pull down. You gotta squeeze and pull down at the same time, right? You push up into the bladder first, then you squeeze and pull down. You pull down and squeeze at the same time. You don't have to do it very hard either. If you push up, you get more milk. That's what we're talking about. Pressing into God is like that very thing about sucking the teat. A dog sucking the teat of his mother. You watch the puppy suck. They're pressing forward as much as they're sucking. Okay? That's what it's like. That's exactly what it's like. And he is called the old breasty one, by the way. That's in the Old Testament. So get that one in your crowd. Figure that out. <laughs> old breasty one. He's got so much to give. He's so abundant. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Look at our universe. It's abundant. There's so much material in our universe that we have plenty to build with. Plenty. And I'm talking about building with your dreams, building your dream system. I'm talking about, you know, building material too. I mean, but that's all over the earth. But, you know, we're kind of raping the earth from some of that. But guess what? The universe is full of stuff. God, in his infinite wisdom, has done some things that we can't even beyond begin to understand. And if we think we've got him cornered or got him marked out or got him nailed down to something, we're wrong. Because we've then tried to become, we've then professed, in, in a sense, that we are wise and once you do, wisdom eludes us. Okay, so here you go. Weight loss. Okay, some other things that I was doing for weight loss. Now, see, just recently I was, I, I, I went up in weight on purpose. I was at 166. I decided to go up to 180 to see how I'd feel, but also to see how uh, I was going to do this to see how fast, how, how, much, how much weight I could take off, how fast I could do it, and, and, and what technique I could use to do it. So what I did was I actually... Cut all my, what I did is I went up to 180. It was 166. I went up to 180. Okay. You know, my, I, I got a gut too, a little bit here uh, still because I, I was super fat, man. I mean, I was 272 pounds before I lost 110. And I still had a gut. You know, I just got this roll of fat on my gut. I'm looking at my gut one day in the mirror. I'm going, eh, this doesn't look right. I need to get rid of this. There's got to be a way to get rid of this without having to freaking starve myself. There's got to be a way. So I started thinking about it. Now, I, I don't do a lot of activity right now. Um, I used to do a ton of activity, so I had to eat more. I required more food, but I don't do a ton of activity. I don't require as much food, so I had to change the way I, I approach food, how I how I think about food, how I approach it, and how I digest it, how I take it in, how I consume it and take it in. Okay, check this out, man. 
So I'm looking at my gut and I'm thinking, man, I need to lose some of this fat on my gut. And uh, I thought, well, okay. So in, in, at the same time, I'm thinking, I'm going to go up to this weight, see how I feel. And then I also want to peel this back, weight back down to see how easy it would be to take off. And it was really easy. It wasn't that hard at all. I cut my food intake in half completely. And um, that meant portion sizes. Okay, we don't need to sit down and eat a huge plate of food or two or three of them unless we're so damn active. But see, we all overeat. Every one of us overeat. Oh, not every one of us. There's some guy, I this dude on Facebook, a picture of this dude on Facebook, and he was ripped, man. I mean, he looked good, too. He's like chiseled out, freaking nice delts, great arms, freaking, he had, you know, he had a 12-pack. He didn't have six-pack crabs. He had a 12-pack, man. His six-pack had a six-pack. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> as a joke. But uh, yeah, he looked chiseled out. And I was thinking, man, man, that dude's chiseled out. And I know what it takes to get to that. I've been there before. I know what it takes. I've been around bodybuilders and powerlifters my whole life. I know what it takes. I was uh, working on the gym a lot of years and, and stuff and doing, I was also a long distance runner and all kinds of stuff. Uh, mountain bike, I was extremely active, but I'm not as active as I used to be. And uh, mainly because I'm just in a downtime right now. Um, and uh, also I've got a couple of injuries I'm working on, on overcoming. And also I just not there now. I'm in a different place since the awakening, since that spiritual awakening I had, I'm in a way different place. But check this out though. So what I did is I cut my food intake in half, meaning the portion sizes. And I also cut out one meal because I didn't eat it. I was only eating, like I was eating three meals. And I'm like, why am I eating three meals? I don't need these. That's a lot of food. I don't need that much food. Uh, you know? Okay. So I, I eat breakfast. I got to, I take medications, but I'd still eat breakfast anyway because it gets you going. You get some energy from the breakfast and it gets you going. You have a good breakfast, but you don't have to eat a huge breakfast. You know, um, I, I take in protein, more protein and carbohydrates, but I did after for a while there in order to lose the weight, I f cut all my carbs down to like almost very, very, almost none at all. I was like one day a week I'd have, I call it a fat day and that's the day I would take in some carbs. That was it. And I'd only take in a little bit, like eat a little bit of like a slice of bread or, or whatever, you know, would build carbs up. But I stayed on the high protein diet. That's where I started losing the weight. It was a high protein diet, but I didn't lose the weight. I did all that stuff and did, I was exercising and everything, doing everything right. Even working on my nutrition, worked on the nutrition, got that right. And guess what? I still was fat and I was gaining more weight. Why? Well, the part of it had to do with weightlifting, but the other part had to do with the fact that I wasn't relaxed. You cannot lose weight if you're not relaxed. And meditation was what did it. When I started meditating, bam, boy, it came right off. It took a year and a half and it peeled off 85 pounds, 85 pounds to begin with just drop, bam, in one year. And then over a few months, another, you know, up to 110 pounds, another 20 something pounds, up to 110 pounds. Okay. But I still had this gut. So I was like looking at this the other day. I was like, so I cut it out, right? In two weeks, I dropped 25 pounds in two weeks. Okay. Easily. Just by cutting my food intake. And I also, I've still watched my carbs. I take in a little bit because um, once I got the weight off and I wanted to get a better balance on my diet because I, but uh, man, man, when you hit protein, when you go on and strip your pro carbohydrates out and you just start a high protein diet, guess what, man? For one week, seven days, actually for me, it was only five, but for most people, it's seven days. I felt like I was dead to the world. I had no energy at all. But after that, my energy shot through the freaking roof. After that five days for me, seven for most people, it shot through the roof. And it was like, wow, this is amazing. I love this. Protein energy is incredible. You know, and it's burning the fat off. Well, check this out, though. You can't stay there forever. You can if you need to, if you have to, if you absolutely have to. But you really can't stay that way forever. Um, you, and the reason why is because you, you have to have a balanced diet. Our bodies require nutrition, nutrients and nutrition, uh, nutrients, excuse me, nutrients and vitamins. It requires it, and you can't get all the nutrients you need out of just protein. You got to get it from the other other food groups too. That's why they like 
you know, a balanced food group is blah, blah, this, blah, blah, that, blah, blah, this. You know, it's like four or five different things that you can eat from, right? Grains, freaking proteins, freaking carbohydrates, simple carbohydrates, uh, which simples are vegetables and stuff like that. And then, you know, you got your, uh, then you got your, uh, um, what did I say? I think I said actually. Yeah. Oh, and your breads. But your breads are actually part of your grains too as well. If it's like you cracked wheat or something like that. But you also, if you need that, you need some of that. But bread, now, here's the thing. When I did this weight loss thing, I, le- I completely cut the carbs, man. I cut them all out totally except for vegetable carbs, you know, because those are simple carbs. You need those. But, and the vegetables have good nutrition, nutrients in them. And fruit, fruit was the other one I was trying to think of. Um, fruit was another one I cut down on, you know, because I was eating a lot of fruit, but I, I cut back on it. The reason why I was eating a lot of fruit is because fruit actually makes your gums healthy. Healthy gums, healthy teeth, okay? I go into the dentist and my teeth look like, look, later look like they've been through hell, but my gums are healthy. And they would always, they would always compliment me on my gums. They'd say, man, you got some healthy gums. They were, I said, yeah, well, I learned from a dentist. I asked the dentist and he told me what to do. And I was like, oh, right on. Oh, by the way, here's a, here's an extra. If you got ear problems, if you're having ear problems like uh, swimmer's ear or inner ear aches and stuff like that, use, and I got this from an ear doctor who told me I could save money if I did this, old wives res- remedy. And that is, um, White vinegar, warm water, a little uh, ear syringe, you know, those booger getters that we use on our babies for their nose. You get the booger, those things. And you shoot shoot that in there. You turn your head sideways and you shoot it in as as hard as you can. Shoot it in there, let it flush out. You flush it out, take care of your ears. I used to have serious ear problems. Bam, don't have them anymore because of that reason. Also peroxide, too, but you want to use peroxide all the time. You want to use the the vinegar and warm water more than the peroxide, but peroxide will help too. Um, Okay, so that was it. That was an extra. Um, so anyway, so cruising along, man, here, and I'm like, and I dropped this 25 pounds, and I started looking back on it, and I was like, man, this is really cool. Um, what I noticed was is that um, my energy stayed the same. It didn't drop down real low and then come back up. It stayed the same as it was where I was at when I was eating three meals a day and eating bigger portions. Yeah, pretty crazy, huh? Most of the time, I just eat protein. It's straight up protein, don't eat any carbs. But every few days, I'll have to take in a slice of bread, maybe some potato soup or something, or I, I really love potato salad, so maybe a potato salad. But I don't, I don't, I don't, that's not a staple for me anymore. Bread and potatoes and stuff, that's not good. It's not good for you to, I mean, I got so damn fat on that stuff, man. I was, like I said, I was 272 pounds. I, I'm, listen, I am, I should actually be 145. That's my ideal weight for the size that I am and the age that I am. I'm 59 years old, 60 in just you know, a few more months, which is really weird because I don't feel that way and I don't look that way. But, um, I mean, I, I look that way to myself. But everybody said, hey, you look so damn young. I said, good genes, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, the thing is because I really didn't take care of myself that good, you know. I, I was a drug addict for a lot of years too, you know, and so that took a toll on me. But it didn't show up on my outward body, but it did, did take a toll on me, though. I feel it inside, man, on my joints and stuff like that. But, hey, check it out, man. High protein, the carbohydrates, cut out bread, cut out freaking, I even stopped eating oatmeal for a while. I know it's good for your heart, but I stopped eating oatmeal for a while because um, because of the carbs, the carbs that it's, that's connected to it. Now I'm back to eating oatmeal a couple times a week um, because of the, it's good for your heart. And, um, you know, I, I brought it up to a balance, but I still keep it real high protein, a real low carbohydrate, but I did add carbs. I did take a slice of bread every couple of days, or sometimes I'll have a, I like hot dogs. I like barbecue and hot dogs, so I'll have a hot dog, you know, and I'll put it on a bun. But most of the time, I don't eat it on a bun. But lately, I've been eating on a bun. It's been making another thing too that if you have a lot of high, high acidic, your pH balance is off a little bit, so your your acids in your stomach is really acidic. 
Yeah, I mean, you really feel it, and you can also feel it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, comes up acid reflux and stuff like that. Uh, probably stick helps with that acid reflux. But here's the thing: uh, you eat something like, uh, say, like uh, you eat some pork, uh, barbecue pork, maybe some pulled pork. Okay, this barbecue, right? Barbecue sauce and the pork together cause your stomach to maybe fluctuate a little bit. Weird. Okay, well, you want to do this. You might want to take a slice of bread with that. That's why sometimes you go to places where you get chicken and they'll have waffles or chicken and bread. You'll have a slice of bread with it or something like that. There's a reason for that. That's because you kind of need that. You need that to help you absorb some of that acid so you don't end up with acid reflux. That helps. But you don't do it every day. Don't do it every day. Don't eat, don't eat a sandwich every day. If you do, eat the stuff that's on the inside, but don't eat the bread. I'm not saying bread's bad for you. I'm saying bread can actually, if you eat a lot of it, it can add up to a lot of calories, which as it turns to fat. Listen, the, 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 the carbohydrates turn to fat. They turn to sugars, which turns to fat. Okay? That's how our body breaks it down. And so you're eliminating basically sugar, really. <laughs> you know? But not sugar like table sugar. I don't eat table sugar, by the way. If I do, I take, I take a little honey. That's what I do. I don't eat table sugar. Honey's better for you anyway. It's more natural. It's kind of, you know, bee spit. <laughs> and um, sugar, you know, sugar cane is great and everything. But um, and the way we refine it and stuff is just not good for you. But it's actually not that good for your body to take in that much sugar. Cut your sugars. Um, you know, you want to keep, uh, like, you want to drink some water that's got, uh, okay, here's what I did. Here's another thing. This is what got me onto this today. Okay, and then I'm going to cap it off. Okay, we'll, we'll end the broadcast in a minute. The thing that got me on this today was that I was I was writing on my water bottles, which I do. I I, I get I get sp- fresh spring water. Um, I get it from a reverse osmosis water from the from the um, you know Albertsons, Walmart, wherever you get that, and or a machine outside of Albertsons too has it. And also over here in Boise, we have a um, a co- couple coffee places that have it. Now Wal- I think I saw one at Wal- Walgreens. No, it wasn't. It wasn't at Walgreens. It was another store. They got a water machine outside. That water machine is reverse osmosis. It's got, it takes all the minerals out, but it's spring water. Plus, I also go into the store and I buy spring water on purpose. Okay, I drink that. Don't drink tap water because you want your, this is what happened. Our, our pineal gland, however you say it, is calcified from, from the freaking stuff the dentist gives us. What's that stuff called again? Fluoride. That's it. Fluoride. Fluoride's in the water. I, I know, I, I, I read the field reports, the CIA field reports. I know what's in our water and it's not good. That stuff calcifies your pineal gland. If you calcify your pineal gland, you're not going to be able to hear things very well in the spirit. A lot of people are walking around going, man, I just I don't hear God's voice. So I'm staying, uncalcify your pineal gland. Stop drinking tap water. Start drinking natural spring water, okay? Go back to it. Get off that tap water because you don't waste. It's not good for you. Well, I stopped drinking. I can't even drink tap water. I, get, I rinse my mouth out when I'm, when I'm uh, you know, brushing my teeth, but I can't drink it. Every once in a while, I'll take a swallow of it. I'm like, ugh, this is gross. Spring water is the best thing, man. It's, it's awesome. Uh, but also, I, I, I watched, uh, I think it's Mr. Dr. Miyoto or something like that, did the water. You, you can look it up on YouTube. It's it's the water test where he wrote love on one. He, did, he put, took a Petri jar, jar, or not Petri jar, but a Petri jar, a jar, and he put water in it, and he put rice in it, okay? Or he put rice in there, and then put water in it. He took another, and he wrote love on one, and he wrote hate on the other one. He did two of them. The one that had hate on it, after three days... It looks so gross, dude. You, you, you'd be like almost puking if you looked at it. And the one with love on it, pure crystal clean. He looked at, at this stuff under the microscope to see what it looked like, and there's pictures. And it's beautiful. The one under love, all the, all the water crystals, all the water looks like little crystals, look like little snowflakes. And they're, and they're, and they're by, by the way, they're six-sided too. 
Six-sided, six-sided hexagon. Hexagon is the starting shape of that. Well, man is number... Uh, by the way, the man, man is was created on the sixth day. is number six for man. And uh, it's kind of interesting how that kind of breaks out numerically. If people learn in numerology, you might want to check that out because it's pretty uh, pretty interesting. But anyway, look like snowflakes. The other look like gross snot, gross yeah, yellow gross yeah, yeah. And it was getting worse, too. So anyway... I thought, okay, well, I'm going to try that with my water bottles. I just started writing this on my water bottle. I wrote things that I, 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 that I was lacking, things that I desired, things that I wanted to keep, love, joy, peace, you know, faith, grace. And then I would write, I am in perfect health. I, I enjoy perfect health. Um, I get paid for being me. I Not get, but I am paid for being me. Um, uh, things like that. I enjoy perfect health. I am paid for me. Success. Wealth, abundance, things like that. And if I, I was lacking money at the time, so I started writing, writing money signs on the bottom of it too. And I noticed something when I stopped doing that for a while, because I did it for a while and then stopped doing it for a while to make a test, then did it for a while and then stopped doing it for a while to make a test, did it for a while and stopped doing it for a while to make a test. And I've been doing this for a few years and I've been, and, and I'm convinced now, I'm convinced then, it was like three years ago, I was convinced at this point that there's no way I'm going to not write on my water bottles because when I didn't, I started noticing lack in these areas of my life. I literally started noticing this. And I was like, first time I did, I thought, oh, yeah, right. So I tried it again. Second time, yeah, again. Third time, confirmation. Fourth time, confirmation. Fifth time, confirmation. And the sixth time, I just keep writing on them. So I was writing love on my water bottle. And I was sitting here writing love, joy, peace, all that stuff on my water bottle today. And I um, and, and I fill up water bottles, put them in the fridge, and then I pull them out and drink them. I use uh, Gatorade squeeze bottles because um, you can leave the cap open and they won't go stale. The water won't go stale and it won't go. Um, but if you cap your water bottle, it'll go stale after just a few hours, even if you write love and all that stuff on it. So you got to air has to kind of get to it a little bit, right? It has to be able to breathe. Water has to breathe. Okay, it has to be able to breathe. Your water in your cup, your water in your glass, your water in your water bottle. You tell you to put one in the glass, set it down on the counter, leave it there for a day. Uh, I'll leave it there overnight. Actually, leave it there two days and put one with a cap on it, right next to it, and leave it there for two days. And go back and just taste the water, and you'll you'll know that you'll see the difference. So anyway, um, I started doing that, and so I was, I was looking at my water bottle and writing notes on the water bottle. Say, was getting ready to fill them up, and I was thinking, man, that was part of the weight loss stuff too. Was actually switching my water. It wasn't just that. I had to switch my mindset completely. In order to lose weight, uh, the way I approached food, the way I looked at calories, the way I count, the way I looked at um, carbohydrates, the way I, you know, all that stuff. And the way I was looking at exercise too. You know, you go to the gym, you work out, right? It's great and everything. But you know, you're actually building muscle when you go in there because you're tearing the, you're tearing the muscle fibers and it's flush and then it gets flush with blood and it actually makes you bigger. That's how it works. That's called the pump. They, they used to worship the pump, you know, back in the Arnold days. Well, I'm telling you something. If you're trying to lose weight, you might have a hard time if you're lifting weights because you're putting on weight when you lift weights. You got to do aerobics. That's why you got to do aerobics to lift weight, to lose weight. I was walking three miles a day because I couldn't run anymore because my knees all screwed up from doing so much running. Um, running a marathon was about the last race I ran. It was in Chicago in 91. But other than that, I still ran for years after that long distance. But I still, I was, I was after the marathon, after that, I started kind of noticing my, my knees were kind of starting to bother me a little bit. So I still kept running, but eventually I couldn't run anymore. I had to walk and then it ripped a tendon out of my foot, which got healed by a miracle. Um, I did believe me. I've had so many miracles on my body. It's, it's amazing. But I've also walking around praying for people and get miracles. And you go get a word from God and you go to give somebody this word. And then you ask them and they're, and they're so blown away by it. You ask them, Hey, can I pray for you? And they're like, sure. 
and just put your hand on their shoulder. You don't have to go lay hands on them. Oh, I'm going to lay hands on you and pray for you. Oh, my God, y'all, please heal them. You don't have to be a, make a big hoot and handy out of it. Jesus actually talked about that. He said, don't make a big, big deal out of it. Keep it simple, straight to the point. Just boom, boom, boom. God already knows what you're going to ask him. He doesn't want you to go all flowery all over the place and, and, and ask him for stuff. He wants you to actually come simple, straight up prayer. Start with thankfulness. Thank you, Father, for always hearing me when I pray. Don't make it general and say, thank you, Father, for always hearing us when I pray, because you got to make it personal, because you're personally standing there with another person who needs something personally from God. There you go. So, go to him and tell him, thank you for always hearing me. Don't even say it when I pray. Just say, always hearing me, period, because he hears us all the time. He even writes books of remembrance for us, for things that, things that we were talking about, that he, that he took an interest in, he takes interest in everything we say, but he took a special interest in it and decided to write down something for a blessing for you and or to show you when this is all over with because he's got everything written down. Yeah, he's a writer. He's definitely a writer. He's awesome. So here, even though he's invisible, how does he write? Mm, he has scribe angels walking around writing everything down we say anyway. But um, that's just off the side there. You got a little piece of filler. Anyway, so you watch your food intake. You need to change your water. You need to meditate. These things are what's going to actually help you to lose weight. Go on a high-protein diet if you want to lose it. You want to lose the fat, keep it off, which I have managed to keep it off. So what happened? So after this, after this two, two, to about two weeks, almost two weeks, like just a short, few days short of two weeks, check this out, man. My gut's smaller. I looked at my gut and I was like, whoa, hey, it ate the fat too. See, there you go, man. That's what you want to do. You want to get that your body to where it's burning the fat that's already stored on your body. And um, that's a good way to do it. Anyway, my way might not be your way. My way may be different for you, but it does fit for some people. Because some people's ways, they would tell me, oh, you do this, this, and this. None of that worked. But when I found, when I got with God and asked him to show me how to do this, he gave it to me in detail. So when you go give a word, give it in detail. When you go get anything from God, get the details. The details are going to matter. He likes it when you ask him for it. The details. Anyway, so I guess this is about the broadcast. Details. Uh, you guys have a great day. God bless you. Don't touch it all. We'll be right back. And then, and then Yahoo! Rev DDT, Universal Broadcast. Broadcasting live across the universe. This is Rev DDT. <laughs> Still like that one. Right on, baby. Bye-bye.